Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Pratolone's Hardware and Garden Stores brings your Garage Logic podcast number 905. Uh, what's today? today August is, 16th. It's half over. 2022. 99 degrees was the record high on this day. That was in 1988, and it was 47 degrees in 1962. Don't let the weather fool you. Well, today's gorgeous. The kids will be swimming. I hope the beach has been kept free of weeds and algae and muck and lily pads and sticks and crabs and bears and wolves and pups. everything else and pups, pups. From, by Aquaside. Those are White Bear Lake products. They're made in White Bear. Aquaside has been keeping uh, beaches and lake shores free of weeds and algae for more than 60 years with products that are easy to use. They work quickly. They're registered with the EPA and DNR, and the products are completely safe. For you and your family, there's no need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside. Describe what you think is your problem. They'll help you identify that problem. Get you the right products, and your place will look great all the rest of the summer long. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore, of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Uh, Bert writes, Joe, on the uh, 8.15 pod, that was yesterday, you made an attempt to impart the beauty, wonder, and flexibility of nature through the example of the tanager Grosbeak hybrid in Pennsylvania, a bird. Somehow, despite the clattering ass-hattery of your support staff, (laughs) we understood. Nature adapts and changes. This brought to mind the recently discussed shrinking buffaloes. I say good on the buffalo. The buffalo are changing to fit with the changing environment and altered resources. A viable species adapts, so bring on the tiny buffalo. The clattering ass hattery, it wouldn't be GL without it. Also, I believe there is a shop called the clattering ass hattery in Boise. You can get a nice fedora, Bert. All right. Okay. I have another note on the bird that I tried to impart the beauty of nature. I promise not to mock you while you uh, give us this. uh... I do not. Uh, what is Bert? Avi- aviary? Avian. What? Avian. Avian. Joe, at exactly 3614 in today's podcast, meaning yesterday, you mentioned some guy named Bob Mulvihill, who I do not happen to know, and you called him an orthonologist. I have no idea what orthonologists study because a web search turns up nothing. But I do know that I'm... Ornithologist study Ornithology, birds, yeah. which seems to be the subject of your discussion. You've made this mistake many times. Makes folks think that GLers are uneducated people. Bill, all right. 
Okay. Uh, I want to. Amateur Bill, I caught uh, that yesterday, Joe, but I, did, I didn't want to be Mr. FYI and correct it. So well, really? should, see, John, since when? Since, John, that was yeah. an occasion when you should have been. Right. See, I assume everybody knows that because there's a Charlie Parker song called Ornithology because his nickname was Bird. Well, I'm going to get see, back at Bill because if he spells... If we had to correct or- every mistake you made, oh. <laughs> yeah. it'd be, it be like a four-hour show. show every yeah. day. Bill uh, said, but I do know that ornithologist, he, he spelled it wrong. It's ornithologist. He put an M in there instead of an N. Oops, type of, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> ornithologist. John probably would have corrected you yesterday, uh, but there were oh, so many voices talking at once. He just couldn't, he just couldn't <laughs> chime in. Yeah, that was a disaster, wasn't it, John? Yeah, it really was. Boy, there's an incredible turn of events with the Minneapolis Federation of Teachers. Yes. Uh, we're going to get rid of the white teachers in the event we need to lay off people. Okay. No matter their seniority or expertise. I didn't know we could do that. I thought it, that's not good, whether it's black, white, native, Why or do you have Asian. a union? Why do you have a union debt? Okay, <laughs> good point. An agreement between the... This is covered on a variety of news sites, uh, in fact, all over the world, what's happening here in Minneapolis. It has not been covered locally. I'm sure this doesn't fit the template of the Star yeah. Tribune. An agreement between the Minneapolis Federation of Teachers Union and the school district states that white teachers will be laid off before teachers of color, regardless of their seniority. The agreement, which was reached to end a two-week teacher strike last spring, says the start it says that starting this school year, if accessing a teacher who was a member of a population underrepresented among licensed teachers uh, in the site the district shall access the next least senior teacher who is not a member of an underrepresented population. Well, as Shakespeare said, they murder to dissect. Mm. They're, they're playing with language there that they don't really need to. Well, accessing, accessing teachers is the process by which a staff are reduced at a particular school due to a drop in enrollment, funding, or other reasons. Why don't you just say cutting teachers or trimming teachers why do you have to use accessing the agreement that's carefully thought out isn't it but why wouldn't they just use normal terms because they're fancy pants yeah (laughs) the agreement further goes on to say that when reinstating teachers the district shall prioritize the recall of a teacher who was a member of a population up under represented among licensed teachers in the district um joe yeah this is breaking federal law We've all heard the phrase "equal employment opportunity," equal employment uh, employer, and it specifically addresses that, and that is against the law. Well, plus, why do you have a union? Hmm. The union is to protect your rights. Right. According to the agreement, the purpose of the policy is to solve past discrimination by the district, which the agreement said disproportionately impacted the hiring of underrepresented teachers in the district as compared to the relevant labor market in the community and resulted in a lack of diversity of teachers. According to the Star Tribune, well, if there was in the Star Tribune, I didn't see it. According Mm. to the Star Tribune, 50 teachers of color will be losing their positions this fall due to cuts tied to enrollment issues. Does that mean that those 50 teachers of color will now not be losing their job? And... 
why why are they getting fired? Why are all black people? Maybe because they're on the uh, they're too new. They're on the um, what do you call it? The, not the priority, but seniority. seniority. Thank list. you, seniority. Yeah. <clears throat> In a summary of the agree- of the agreement, the union says the policies will move the district closer to safe and stable schools. Students need educators who look like them and who they can relate to, the document says. The language gives us the ability to identify and address issues that contribute to disproportionately high turnover of educators of color. Ed Barlow, a band teacher, well, you can't trust a band teacher, mm-hmm. usually they go nuts, <laughs> and a member of the Minnesota Federation of Teachers Executive Board told the Star Tribune that the agreement can be a national model for finding ways to retain teachers of color. The agreement states that these policies will no longer be in effect when the diversity of teachers in the district represent that of the community and labor market. The To remedy the continuing effects of past discrimination, Minneapolis Public Schools and the Minneapolis Federation of Teachers mutually agree to contract language that aims to support the recruitment and retention of teachers from underrepresented groups as compared to the labor market and to the community served by the school district, a spokesperson for the Minneapolis Public Schools told Fox News Digital. Uh, okay, that was the Fox version of the story. What's this version? This is, uh, I believe this is Alpha News. A Minneapolis Teachers Union contract stipulates that white teachers will be laid off or reassigned uh, before uh, teachers of, of color. All right. Well, reassignment this was bad, covered. Go ahead, John. It was covered June 4th by the Star Tribune, oddly enough, hmm. uh, stating pretty much everything that this story also states. Why is uh, it breaking f- now? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, new, it talks about the new contract makes Minneapolis only one of the school districts in the country with such seniority disrupting language, district and union leaders say. And then repeats, it hopes to foster teaching staff that better mirrors the demographics, what you just said, basically. Uh, it's a, a rather lengthy story, actually. And, uh, yeah, it, it repeats a lot of the same points you make. Perhaps somebody just uh, found out about it, and, and then it spread like wildfire, as they say, online. Okay, I, who was who left behind with such an agreement? What do you mean? Well, let me rephrase the question. This kind of agreement does not take what into consideration? Uh, equality, federal law. That, uh, that I'm thinking closer to home. This this agreement uh, leaves who out of the equation? Kids. Yes. Yes. Why would you get rid of a white teacher who was having tremendous success? Uh, to install a black teacher who might also have tremendous success but is untested in having tremendous success. It's the kids who are going to get the short end of this deal. Right. And that routinely happens. We saw it with the teacher strike this last year. But these precious people are all Marxists anyway in the right. union. They don't care. Right. Okay, but you are going to get <clears throat> you are going to get the tenured, not tenured, but the seasoned teacher that's just calling it in too. You're going to get old Mrs. Uh, Hagaborn that has been there for 30 years, and she's just she's cashing a check and, and not really paying attention. For, but then that comes into you want to find that 35 year old black male that can be a mentor to some of these kids 
and so make you're an impact. In, you're in, in life. favor of this I'm not, contract. I, I'm not. In, I'm not in favor of that because I don't. I, I think you should have the best person for the job. But I'm just trying to get into their mind as to what they're thinking. They don't have minds. The Minneapolis public schools have adopted a race-based layoff provision. This is from Intellectual Takeout. A race-based layoff provision. Wouldn't you have a performance-based layoff provision? You should. You should. The Minneapolis public schools have adopted a race-based layoff provision <clears throat> that violates the Constitution and Title VII of the Civil Rights Act. There you go, Kenny. Well, um, I, I was just looking at a piece here. They're quoting a guy named James Dickey, the senior trial counsel for the Upper Midwest Law Center. He says the racial component violates both Minnesota and the United States constitutions uh, for those reasons. And the Constitution and Title VII of the Civil Rights Act, the Minneapolis Teachers Union contract, stipulates that white teachers will be laid off or reassigned before educators of color in event Minneapolis public schools needs to reduce staff. Hmm. All right. Joe, uh, James Dickey calls it what it is, government-sponsored racism. Well, that's what it is. Yeah. One of the proposals dealt with educators of color protections. The agreement states that if a non-white teacher is subject to excess, meaning that word again. Redundant. Uh, yep. Minneapolis public schools must excess a white teacher with the next least seniority. Starting with the spring 2023 budget tie-out cycle, if accessing a teacher who is a member of a population underrepresented among licensed teachers, the district shall access the next least senior teacher who is not a member of an underrepresented population, the agreement reads. This violates a well-known Supreme Court decision overturning the race-based layoff of a white teacher and contradicts a well-known federal appeals court decision, which ruled that race-based layoffs of white teachers violates Title VII of the Civil Rights Act. It is illegal under Title VII of the Civil Rights Act. When it comes to termination, as opposed to hiring or promotion under an affirmative action plan, an employer cannot racially discriminate even against whites. The Third Circuit Court of Appeals ruled in 1996 that a school district cannot consider race even as a tiebreaker in deciding who to lay off, uh, even to promote diversity, because that A, unduly trammels the white teacher's w rights, even affirmative action plans are supposed to be mild and not unduly trammel someone's rights. And getting fired as opposed to being denied a promotion unduly trammels someone's rights. And B, putting that aside, the school district cannot consider race to promote diversity when black people are not seriously underrepresented in the workforce as a whole. That ruling was Taxman versus Board of Education of Piscataway. <clears throat> It is also unconstitutional for more complicated reasons under the Supreme Court's de decision in Y. Grant versus Jackson Board of Education, 1986. In that case, the Supreme Court overturned race-based layoffs by a 5-4 to four vote. Five justices said a school district cannot lay off white teachers to remedy societal discrimination against blacks. Four of those five also said the Constitution forbids laying off people based on race, as opposed to considering race in hiring and promotions, even to remedy a school district's own discrimination. Hmm. 
Well, we know who uh, the uh, who's the president of the teachers union. Look it up, please. I will. I think she's the one who said we're we're here to undo capitalism. And yep. I remember that line. Yeah, yeah. There, oh, there, yeah. there were. Yeah. So, would, what would logically follow is that uh, she is uh, steering a uh, teachers union into uncharted waters in defiance. Denise Specht. No, that's got not a very Irish name. Are we down with the Pew Research Center, Joe? Yeah. Uh, I uh, looked up. Uh, Let's see, what did I Google? Uh, white versus black, uh, ratio of white versus black teachers in America. Uh, this from the Pew Research. America's public school teachers are far less racially and ethnically diverse than their students. About 8 in 10 U.S. public school teachers, 79%, identified as non-Hispanic white during the 17-18 school year. So fewer than 1 in 10 teachers were either black Seven percent Hispanic, nine percent, or Asian American, two percent. Mm-hmm. Greta Callahan. Greta yeah, Callahan. Greta yeah. Callahan. Uh, she's admitted her uh, nefarious purposes for being a union head. Uh, she won about eighty percent of the vote, according to the union's website, well, May twentieth. What am I missing? Why would the white members of the union vote for this? Oh. We- it's obvious. This is woke culture. I was just going to say, could you imagine if they didn't? They would be labeled racist. Well, they are. Well, they fact. are racist no matter, no and matter which way it. they voted. They're yeah, racist. Right. <laughs> a color can't figure in at all. It's not supposed to. Well, not according to federal law and state law. And the Constitution and the Supreme Court and yes, the Appeals Court. But we only follow the law when it benefits us. The U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission enforces federal laws prohibiting um, employment discrimination, unfair treatment because of race, color, religion, sex, gender identity, and sexual orientation, uh, national origin, age, disability, or genetic information. And then, uh, obviously, harassment and denial denial of reasonable workplace accommodations and retaliation uh, about job discrimination because you're a whistleblower. How could any concerned parent send their kid to a Minneapolis public school? I wouldn't. Because the kids are completely forgotten in this woke virtue signaling. Mm-hmm. Look at how precious we are. Mm-hmm. What about the kid learning math or English? Oh, what about them? They say, what about them? We, we got to cover. Oh, just push them through. Push them through. Get them. Uh, and again, let me repeat for all you euphorians who read with your lips moving. <laughs> I'm not suggesting uh, black teachers are, are, are not capable of uh, bringing out excellence in a student. What I'm suggesting is this creates a situation where an extraordinarily excellent white teacher could lose his or her job for no other reason except your wokeness color of the skin based on the color of your skin what would mlk say about this Content character baby would uh, would he also say though that for the past 50 years black teachers haven't been given an equal chance but this is not how you remedy that no i agree but that's the argument they're using and i'm uh, guessing that's what mlk would say also i would think for the last 10 to 20 years if you were a black teaching aspirant you would have been hired in Minneapolis unless they're completely have lost touch with the reasons they're being woke I don't uh, my son graduated in 18 I don't remember the makeup of his teachers 
Mm-hmm. Um, the students, uh, it was the most racially diverse group of kids I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much all countries and colors and na- everything was uh, represented there. Wow. Another twist, huh? Well, there, there's going to be legal. Yeah, there's going to be a, yeah, a yeah. lawsuit no. here. Well, why would you sue if you're a member of the union and you voted for this? What's the point of even having this union? Wouldn't this lawsuit have to come from parents? I, why? What what stake do they have? They're not teachers. You mean their kids' education? Well, they'd have to be able to demonstrate some impact on the education of the kid, which might be very hard to demonstrate. That sounds like a lot of work. Well, let's talk about Minneapolis in particular. Uh, are schools closing? Are teachers being laid off? Because I've been told by two different teachers that these teachers can get a job anywhere right. they want because it's such a high-demand job right now. There's a shortage. Well, enrollment is down. Enroll, yeah, I was going to say the June 4th story I referenced says uh, those 50 cuts are because of enrollment losses. Well, what's not clear to me now, John, are those 50 cuts now not going to take place? Good question, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. And what are the reasons for the uh, enrollment uh, drop uh, here? Is it... Is it teach? Uh, stu- excuse I know me. The Parenting demographics. Is it parents reacting to yes schools? In, in some cases, I know sure, a lot of parents sure. that pulled their kids out of Minneapolis public schools because of the way they dealt with the pandemic, especially. I see. The distance learning really put a fork into a lot of parents' decisions. I Although know that. there's many reasons to not attend a public school, but now chief among them would be this development because you could logically argue that I'm sending my uh, kid to a school where I don't know if he's going to get the best teacher. Yeah. And again, I'm not suggesting blacks cannot be great teachers. Of course they can, but we don't know that. Teaching should be measurable. And if uh, some... 47-year-old white woman has been really cranking away and having great success. Why should she get bounced so some uh, uh, untested teacher of color can have her gig? So the parents don't know what kind of teachers their kids will end up with if this this survives. I I don't know how it can survive all these legal tests. Right. But once a parent, I want the best teacher, I don't want the best black teacher or the best white teacher. teacher. I want the best teacher. Well, they're so far from that now that they they don't care. Look up the remarks of, uh, what's her name again? Greta, Greta Callahan. Greta, Greta Callahan. Callahan. Look those remarks up, and we'll have them when we come back. You know, I'll tell you what, uh, comfortable shoes, whether you're uh, running a race, just going for a walk, or if, whether you're at work and you're on your feet all the time, are incredibly important. And Garage Logic loves the fact that Chet Shoes in Spring Lake Park has got a huge selection, great shoes and boots, including Keen Utility, Timberland Pro, Danner, and so many top brands. The best part about it, though, Chet Shoes now fits all of the United States through their website. So if you're listening to GL in Florida, Canada, wherever the case may be, anywhere outside Minnesota, you can still get the best fit possible at Chet's shoes.com those are both plural chetshoes.com buy your shoes and boots the right way go to the experts at chet shoes in spring lake park or online again at chetshoes.com you're going to find the experience is fantastic and they'll get you into the perfect shoe or boot at a great price 
You know, Chet's is a third-generation family-owned business doing things the garage logic way. Yeah, that's right. Visit Chet's Shoes in Spring Lake Park or shop them online, chetsshoes.com. Chet's Shoes has the personal great in-store fit as well, but you also can so great strides online at chetsshoes.com. Hey, if the shoe fits, man, you've been to Chet's. Is that his cylinder index or his golf score? Either way, it's a big number. Here's Joe Suchere. Howard writes, I own a boat with a 4.3 Mercury inboard-outboard. I do my best to take care of it, doing all the maintenance. Uh, But it doesn't get used as nearly as much as it should or actually deserves to be. In fact, it sat all last year and did get put on the water. The only thing I did last year was throw in an extra can of seafoam. My family's busy. We still hadn't used it uh, this summer, but this past Friday evening... And oh boy, he's taking a chance here, Such. Uh, This past Friday evening, we finally put the boat in on White Bear Lake while sitting on the boat ramp is not the ideal place to be finding out whether or not your craft will start. I really wasn't worried. I primed it. I hit the starter a couple of times, as you might expect from an engine that's been idle for a couple of years. It fired, but then took a few seconds for it to find its equilibrium. Boy, that's a great way of putting it. They kind of they kind of they have you wondering for a few seconds, but then Howard, uh, he goes on. Then it ran like a sewing machine the rest of the evening. No stalling, no varnishy gas smell, no smoking, sputtering, faltering, no dead spots across the entire RPM range. I was amazed. So yes, Seafoam is a wonderful product in a world of bad guess. Howard, that's ballsy, bringing that boat out to the launch without firing yeah. it up first and. But that's the magic of seafoam. You got to trust in the product. It's sure, like Howard said, it's a wonderful product in the world of bad gas. And it's available everywhere. Stop on your way to the boat launch. Stop at the hardware store, the NAC, auto parts store. It doesn't matter. They've got a can there waiting for you. It's good stuff. It's seafoam. John, what did you find? On, I want to review Greta Callahan as the head of the Minneapolis Teachers Union. I want to review a remark she made when they were on strike. Yeah, they were on strike, and this was at a rally. Mm-hmm. And she said, quote, Our fight is against the patriarchy. Our fight is against capitalism. Our fight is for the soul of our city. Okay. Mm. Well, A, well, that could mean a variety of things. And, and B, uh, I, I wouldn't trust her as far as I could throw her. <laughs> so that, that quote is just so moronic. It is. Uh I, I have no idea what these kids are being taught or how they're being taught. And now you enter, you uh, you add on this new wrinkle, which is in order to justify our own guilt and our own view of what the world should be like, uh, no white teacher is safe from getting accessed. We'll access a white teacher in order to uh, keep a teacher from an underrepresented population, which is a noble uh, a noble uh, goal, but you're you're going about it completely against the law. So I don't know how this can stand. I just don't. Well, know. won't the law won't won't a lawsuit stop this? I mean, they you, you can't just ignore the law because of your wokeness. There 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 has to be uh, a, a. Well, who's going to file the lawsuit? It's not going to be the attorney general because he hates capitalism as much as uh, right. what's her name Greta you, does. You've got people in public places of high authority who are just. They're anti-American. Mm-hmm. They're just anti-American. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. We just don't have enough conservatives in the right places. No. And that's why they've taken over education. Well, that, But that's our fail-safe is 
the law. You can't break the law. And doing that is breaking a law that has benefited minorities for since hey, it was if you don't written. like America, then you can get it. Get her out. <laughs> You know, oh, this just... Greta Callahan, you can't, you wouldn't listen to the podcast, but I'm sure there are people you know in your circle who have listened to it. You're more than welcome to come on the show. I, I, I would love you to defend your anti capitalism remark and your patriarchy remark. You can defend your patriarchy re- remark a lot easier than you can your capitalism remark, but you, you sound uh, like a, not even a very useful fool. <laughs> and, uh, With all due respect, it's a new category. It's a good way to get her. Do we have? Do we have any quotes of her hers on this topic? That's a good question. I'm not seeing her quoted in any of these stories, and I went through about three different versions of this story. Uh, the the academy is at the root of our failures, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's a failed academy, and they're at the root of the country's failures. Do you know what I was thinking about when you were first reading the story? Remember the email we got, this would have been a couple of weeks ago, from the retired school teacher with the kid that wanted to go to college? And it was just gibberish, yes. the last letter. That's that's exactly what I'm thinking of. That That poor child is a product of all of this crap. They're churning out socialist youth yes, is what they're that's doing. That's exactly what they're, they're doing. Being propagandized, if mm-hmm. that's a word. No, they are. They are. It's uh, and they and the kids don't even know it. Does this have anything to do with history, math, um, creative writing, I- any of the old stuff we had to learn? I don't think so. The provision also appears to be unconstitutional for yet another reason, because there does not appear to be a strong basis in evidence for the collective bargaining agreement's claim that there are continuing effects of past discrimination by the district. Hmm. The Supreme Court requires proponents of racial preferences to have a strong basis in evidence for the claim that blacks were subjected to discrimination by the institution giving them a preference and that there are lingering effects of the discrimination. See Shaw versus Huns. Since the teachers' union supported the adoption of this discriminatory provision, it may also be liable for discrimination along with the school district. Unions are subject to liability for racial discrimination under Title VII. And the Supreme Court has ruled that people who conspire with the government to discriminate can sometimes be sued and along with it under the Constitution. Uh, This sounds like this could end up costing taxpayers even more than the loss of good teachers. This sounds mm-hmm. like it could end up costing taxpayers any kind of money that would be in play as a result of a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. It's just money, and it's not their money, so. Well, there goes your, maybe that's what Greta wants. She wants that attack on capitalism. This is, these people, uh, they, don't, they, don't, they don't like the country. They don't like the way things have been. Now, race shouldn't be, we all don't like the way race has been, but we've done more than any other nation in the world to remedy that. Right. They don't like anything about it. Patriarchy. They don't like the fact that men have been involved in the creation of the country. They don't like the fact that they've been white men. And on and on and on and on. They just don't like any of it. They don't like the paradigm. They want to switch it entirely. And here they go doing it completely against the law. Laws that they would disdain because they were created in white patriarchy. Boom. I have a follow-up to Greta Callahan, uh, the uh, the comments, you know, that she made about mm-hmm. capitalism and mm-hmm. patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she hardly blinks when asked about using that rhetoric or union tactics throughout the strike. She dismissed all of those criticisms as, quote, tone policing. 
I don't know what that what? means. What? 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 Might be policing. Tone, pol- tone policing. There we go. Again, she's tone not a policing. useful fool. Uh, she oh, really yes. doesn't have much going on. That's it, straight out of the W book of yeah. euphemisms. Tone policing. Uh, tone policing. She she went to Augsburg College and studied psychology. Of course she But then she moved. Well, but Joe, then she moved to Washington State to learn about herbal medicine. Oh, so. of course she did. Tone policing. Tone policing, also known as tone trolling, tone argument, and tone fallacy, is an ad hominem, uh, which is a personal attack, and an anti-debate tactic based on criticizing a person for expressing emotion. Also known as tone loke. Didn't he do Funky Cold Medina? What did I tell funky you about Funky Cold Medina. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 32 minutes into the show. Yeah. Policy. Well, in other words... I'm Greta Callahan. I'm the head of the union. I'm, I'm going to say what I want to say. And if you challenge me, you're thwarting my ability to debate. Yeah. And it's tone policing if you say anything about what right. I said. Right. So in other words, you're unwilling to debate, Greta. And again, uh, people that know her, have her, call her, please. We, she can be on this show but anytime she wants. <clears throat> that's that's their tactic, This uh, saying things like tone policing. What do they always say? Well, that's white privilege talking. Right. Or uh, what did uh, Ellison just say about people concerned about crime in Minnesota? I just read it in the paper today, crime in Minneapolis. Well, that's that's coming from a place of white privilege. As really? If, yeah, as if black people don't. I wonder if I have the black story. Black people I might are the ones suffering immeasurably. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, i got to find this quote. Kim well, Christopher fights a lonely battle, doesn't he? Really he really does. He actually had some thoughts on this matter on social media this On morning. the teacher's deal? Yes. Oh, I'll have to read them. She uh, is not universally loved in the union either, it appears, from the stories I'm reading. Uh, there's, a, there's a bit of a split. Yeah, I found 82% of the vote in 2020, though. Yeah. Well, why do you have a union? You just undid the reason for having a union. You know, the, the, the newspaper guild is a union. Mm-hmm. What am I going to look at here? That's Greta. Uh, she can come on the show anytime she wants. Yeah. Maybe she'll come on right after Walls. Well, he's hey, not maybe doing Greta any will be debates. at the fair. Let's find out. Did Walls back out of the, uh, the debate, by the way? Well, uh, according to the paper today and uh, Dr. Jensen, he's, Walls isn't participating in any further debates. It did not go for him, uh, did not go well for him at Farm Fest. Oh, no, it backfired completely. Yeah, yeah. But you he wouldn't was, know that reading the local publications. No, no. You know this Rebecca Bannon? Yeah. She shows up at things like Farm Fest. Yeah. And she sticks her phone in there to hear things. Yeah. She had a great one yesterday. She captured a guy saying to Walls, and the guy did it civilly, without raising his voice. He said, uh, I'm really glad you no longer have your uh, executive, what, what, what were his special powers Executive called? privilege or something. Biden said you should run again. They want new leadership. Do you think President Biden should run again? i got enough on my plate uh, on this. I, I certainly, uh, just that's no. two years out. I, I, I certainly think they'll make that decision. We already that. made that mistake once. On so Don't do it again. No, sir. Courtesy, please. Let us talk. Yes. No, we're asking questions. Just courtesy. It's what we do as neighbors. Last question. 
his neighbors. All right, thanks, folks. Thanks, folks. Thank now you. you can say it. <laughs> I'm glad that your emergency powers ended. I'm glad that eventually the states, there was enough people in the house that were going to take away your emergency powers so that our schools could open again. And I'm glad our old people don't need to die alone in the nursing homes. But he had nothing to say to that. Nope, he just walks away. But the guy said, I'm glad your emergency powers have been taken so but our in, schools can open and old people don't die alone in nursing homes. In defense of the governor in this specific case, huh? this guy was being a little bit obnoxious oh, yeah. in that he setting. Was, he was trying to be Disagree, heard. but just be cordial. Well, I watched it. I didn't think he was being on Well, he was answering somebody else's question, and this guy just kept oh, blurting. Okay, okay. And maybe I didn't. Obviously, we only saw 45 seconds of this clip and this interaction. But, but Wall's got that at every turn at Farm Fest. Yes, yes, You know, did. guys came up to him and said, you're destroying, you've destroyed my family farm. Mm-hmm. We can't operate. You know, I mentioned the fair. You did. Reavers. You're, you're <laughs> really looking for it, aren't you, Reavers? Man, I can't wait. This is going to be a great well, addition. No, I, I, I wondered if of Greta Thunberg would be at the fair. Thunberg. No, what's her name? Uh, Greta Callahan. Callahan. Yeah, Callahan. Well, they're one and the same, aren't they? Our uh, family <laughs> had an auto parts uh, business. Maybe she's a car gal. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, and Dad passed. Yeah, right. Son took over. Well, I do remember that the Callahan. Thomas was his, was yeah. his boy named Thomas. Greta, <laughs> Tommy. Here we boy, go again. It. What did I tell you? <laughs> Greta Callahan. Thank you, Kenny. Uh, we would love to have you at the fair. We'll give you the official food of Garage Logic, which is the Prano Pup. Uh, that's the uh, that's your original food on a stick at the, at, at the fair. It's a, I have one every year, at least one. It's a wiener. It's a wiener done in the bun. Done in the bun. And uh, you know they've been around since 1947 by the Carnesville. That's 75 years. You can't miss 75 you years can't miss of their wieners. Booths. They're very well. Distinct. They have eight locations. Yes. Brooke. Yes. And and you know them. You know them. I well. know them well. You know them well, and they're great family. It's Greg and Wayne Carnes. They're great GLers, and because they are GLers. Uh, uh, Prano Pup yeah. is not taking advantage of the inflation crisis to raise prices. That's really that's very think, noble. What do you think of that? Very I think, noble I think that's very noble because everybody's raising their prices. So if we buy fair. a Prano Pup for Greta Callahan? It's no. the same price as last year. No, no, it's better than that. Is it? It's the same price as the Prano Pup was in 2019. How about that? Isn't that so, something? That's a bit of capitalism that's really working that's out. That's right. That's right. We could God explain bless that to Greta. America. Eight locations throughout the fairgrounds support Prano Pups. It's the official food on a stick in Garage Logic. Aim High Construction MN. It's our full service construction company. Quality work along with honest service are their jam. Now, uh, as I've stated before, uh, GLers, we're not going to make this a, a legal, a law. You're not obligated to use Aim High or book through Chris and his crews, but I don't know why you wouldn't. There's a great reason why they're our official construction contractor. They can do anything construction-related, indoor and outdoor. Uh, kitchen, upstairs, downstairs, bedroom, bathroom. Oh, don't even start with the bathroom. There, bathroom pros. Same with outside. Deck, siding, windows, roof, garage, you name it. 
They can do it. Uh, they're the best construction company in our area. Aim High Construction, MN.com. Get in touch with Chris right now today. Discuss getting on the schedule. Get that quote locked in so uh, you've got a price. You, you want to get the bid ball rolling. Do it today. Aim High Construction, MN.com. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. That music is nice and it's fresh. Who did that? Is that Dylan Height production? That is Dylan Height. It's fresh. You want to freshen up your home? I want it fresh, Rook. All right, everybody, let's go fresh. Former Anoka resident, uh, Mr. Uh, Governor Ventura. Hey, Redmond's is located in Anoka. It's Redmond's Flooring and Design. And if you want to freshen up your home, there's no better way to do that than brand new flooring. Now, they've got a design center in Noka, right at there. Well, you can go online to redmans.com, R-E-D-M-A-N-N-S.com. I'm on their website right now. You can check out products, services, reviews, flooring. You can learn a lot about flooring. But I want to tell you more about Mike, the owner, and his team. They're not going to do it in one night. They want to make sure it's slow and steady because you may have some different changes. You may change your mind a little bit. You might want to just see what they have. That's why you go to the design center in Anoka. I'm taking my bride up there, and we're going to pick out a brand-new kitchen floor. They've been around for over 50 years. Their website is great. Carpet, hardwood, tile, vinyl, waterproofs. They work with Mohawk, the biggest name in the flooring industry. Check out the reviews. A lot of them are five stars, by the way. And we've had some reviews from Garage Logicians saying they loved using Redmond's. Free estimates. Tell Mike the rookie sent you. You heard it on Garage Logic. Redmond's.com, R E D M A N N S.com. Freshen up your home with Redmond's flooring and design. 763 316 3332. I have a piece from uh, KIMT. Dot com in Rochester. I'm going to do my brief climate segment. I, I don't really want to. I believe I owe it to people. Okay, Judge. Thank you, Your Honor. <laughs> Minnesota is experiencing a warmer and wetter climate. Well, not necessarily. The Minnesota Pollution Control Agency in the city of Rochester are conducting drone flights to better understand how these higher temperatures from climate change can affect some of Rochester's most populated areas. Oh, Lord. Uh, flights are being done in areas with lower canopy coverage and a greater concentration of buildings and roads <laughs> that absorb and redistribute, redistri- re- redistribute the sun's heat, also known as urban heat islands. Rochester's sustainability coordinator, Lauren Jensen, said the flights last year showed that these urban heat islands could be 20 degrees hotter than in areas with more canopy coverage. What is she? The sustainability? She's the sustainability coordinator. Oh, You've got okay. a firm grip on the obvious. <laughs> so basically what they found is that it's cooler in the shade. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. Grass sustainability coordinator. Wait, you can get yeah. paid for that? Yeah, they send the drones up and they go under the trees huh. and it's kind of cool. Where does one apply for that gig? Yeah. <laughs> so with the locations we looked at last year, there definitely was a clear difference in the temperature where you were lacking the more dense canopy coverage. Said wow. Jensen. It was a range of anywhere from 10 to 20 degrees hotter than areas with more dense canopy coverage. Jeez. The drones that were used last year provided a range of those temperatures. This year, we'll have an accurate picture to create more specific maps. All right. 
because we're all kindergartners and we didn't know any of this, One of the things we're finding out is it's safer for people because they can actually go from a stationary location, can actually fly a drone up to a mile away and see if it's safe to sample there, if it's safe to walk there. See? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's according to MPCA environmental specialist Sean O'Connor. This is unbelievable. Wait till he discovers you can boil an egg on blacktop on yeah. really hot days. Basically, what this says is uh, they've sent drones up, and have, the drones have come back and given them the uh, the bulletin that it's uh, cooler in the shade. I I you know I didn't get a four year degree. I went my radio and television associates degree, but I could have told you that without uh, having a lot of schooling. Probably any schooling. Huh? You know, I know you're a huge fan of TikTok, Joe. Um, I there, don't even know what it is. There is a gentleman on TikTok. I believe he resides in Arizona, and he has become a sensation on TikTok because um, he cooks all of his food through the windshield of his vehicle. Oh, good. That's interesting. He has millions of followers um, because but of But is it oh. climate change related, or is it just some knucklehead on TikTok having some fun? Uh, a little bit of both. A little okay. bit of both. It's interesting right. to note that uh, Rochester's sustainability coordinator, Lauren Jensen, now has more publicity than Russ Stark, who was the sustainability coordinator <laughs> for St. <Saint> Paul. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Russ, you just got to fly some drones you around. You got up your right? game here. And come back and tell us that in the shade, it's cooler. Yeah, firmly state the obvious, yeah. Russ. Come yeah. on, man. And then one more on the climate uh, segment of the Garage Logic. Extravaganza. <laughs> you, you realize we've always wondered who exactly is working for Kerry in the office of uh, climate. Uh, you know, he's the envoy for climate. Yeah, what's yeah. his envoy? Staff like? Envoy. Well, it's filled with officials who have previously held high-ranking positions at various global green energy institutions. Okay. Kerry's office has scooped up individuals who have had past leadership positions at groups like. The United Nations Foundation, World Resources Institute, International Monetary Fund, Natural Resources Defense Council, and several other major global or green organizations. Uh, The organizations have largely characterized global warming as the climate crisis and have pushed for a rapid global transition away from fossil fuel reliance. Mm. Well, but you're, you're failing. Uh, it's not a rapid global transmission. India and China can't build coal-fired power plants fast enough. You morons. <laughs> Such though, I think you're touching on something that uh, is fascinating. Who's who's signing the check? Uh, you written are. To care? <laughs> and how many people does he have on staff? And what are they getting paid? And who's paying them? Well, they're government employees. Oh, this how do we the, find uh, out their the payroll there? Uh, Myron Ebel, the director of the Competitive Enterprise Institute for Center for Energy Environment, told Fox News these are the people who have been working on and failing on these issues for decades. This gang is the climate aristocracy, you might call them, Ebel said. Uh, Experts have argued that, well, I don't want to read the whole thing. It's all fraudulent. It's all fraudulent. It's just pathetic. And uh, uh, Kerry's office is full of these uh, people. There's not a there's not a balanced voice. Now, wouldn't there be an obligation to the American public to have a balanced voice in that office? You would think, but there isn't he, one. These are yeah. people bent on destroying the country because they don't like it. He has forty five people on staff, Joe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and they, well, they got a lot of deputy envoys and 
and climate position, third shift leaders, and you know. If you offset your carbon, it's the only choice for somebody like me who is traveling the world to win this battle. Uh, I negotiated the Paris Accords uh, for the United States. I've been involved in this fight for years. I negotiated with President Xi to bring President Xi to the table. Well, so you we didn't bring Paris. him to the and, table. Uh, I believe the time it takes me to get somewhere. I can't sail across the ocean. Oh, I have to that, fly though. to meet yes. with people and get yes. things done. But what I'm doing almost full time is working to win the battle of climate change. Joe, there's an opinion piece in the Boston Herald from uh, last from 21 written by a guy named Howie Carr. Have you ever heard of him? Oh, uh, he just rips him to shreds. Mm-hmm. It's hysterical. Well, good, because in Boston, Kerry might be made aware of that piece. That's where he yeah. lives. I'm sorry, yeah. Silver place on Nantucket. Yeah. Um, Teresa, Teresa. Hold on, I think I just found something with staff salary uh, data. Oh, no. Sure, they're all well taken care of. You think uh, it's more than a stipend? Around, they fly around to sound the alarms. and You know, it's all BS. More than a stipend, do you think? They it's even? more than a stipend, mm. yeah. And for many of them, it might be the first paycheck they've ever received. <laughs> right. Why don't we come back with John Heights News, please? Okay. Uh, all right. Sounds good. Hey GLers, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now, and the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons. Trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. While that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments, and you can trust Josh to make sure that you are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. You know what they always say. We need a vacation. You have to have the right pilot. You have to have the right pilot. We need a, a, a good, good vacation captain. A to good get captain. you to that. That's right. But even before you get to the pilots. Because something could go wrong. Something could go I don't want any way, pilot named We Too Low. We Too Low. No, no, no. Before you get to a pilot, what you need is a great travel agent. And I've got some great travel agents for you. Escape with us vacations. They cannot fly the plane, but they can entertain you on the plane. And when you get to your location... Like Croatia? How about a nice river cruise that would be cool. where they film the Game of Thrones, beautiful scenery. Croatia is gorgeous. And if you get in touch with the people at Escape With Us Vacations, escapewithusvacations.com, they'll tell you all about that beautiful trip the first week in October. $2,500 per person. Everything is included. And the itinerary, they'll give you the itinerary, show you the pictures, but you need to get in touch with them. 
They are my sisters, Teresa and Maria, and they've invested in Garage Logic because they know garage logicians want to go places, but they also want to have a worry free vacation. Well, Escape With Us Vacations will do that over 70 combined years in the travel industry. And again, they're featuring that Croatian trip right now. Travel is an investment. They're there to guide you with those bucket list trips or the once-in-a-lifetime trip, whatever the case may be. You won't go around researching in circles so many times that you miss out on the best opportunities. You won't waste money. You won't waste time. Your experience will be professionally planned and documented. And while you're traveling, they're just an email or a phone call away if you need them. 651-788-4338. 651-788-4338. Or again, escapewithusvacations.com. Tell them that their brother sent you. Here's John Height in the newsroom. Uh, thank you, Joe. And before I get to news, a couple things, if I may mention. Sure. Uh, Ken, uh, Kenny uh, earlier uh, said y- 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 the news folks, they boil an egg on the blacktop. They, right. they fry an egg. Be they don't fry. Boil. That's Because right. I know somebody will send us an <laughs> right. email saying. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, he probably they, did that on purpose just to egg people on, too, I bet. Yeah, I, and you guys chastised me earlier because I did an FYI Joe yesterday. Right. So I figured I better FYI Kenny. Ornithologist. Ornithologist. Uh, and uh, you know what? Forty-five years ago is today. Elvis. Yeah, he died. Elvis. I was in Bemidji was at Gary dead. Sargent's house. Mm. Yeah, it was uh, it was my first bulletin on radio. Mm-hmm. He's only first forty-two. Bulletin. Yeah, he was very young. Yeah. I think that was my first extra. The Dispatch or the Pioneer Press. I remember specifically going out with the uh, uh, afternoon newspaper yep. that Elvis yep. had died. Well, there was no social media. Well, why would they have put out an extra? If they're an afternoon a, newspaper. Well, he was a big deal. Mm-hmm. I wasn't here. Oh. And, uh, wow. Something we talked about uh, about off air or off yeah. off show, yeah. off whatever this is. Yeah. What do we call this? A podcast? Yeah. Uh, we, we were wrong in our assumption about the anchor. Yeah. The anchor was not a young person inexperienced. Right. She we were was, researching an, an old news clip based on a conversation. You. Yeah. Well, yes. go ahead and play and, it. I mean, it happened. You can play it. Yeah, oh, yeah, I suppose. Nothing. Yeah, we uh, were thinking about this, and we were wondering if the anchor was well, well, reporting on a pl- on a tragic. This plane happened crash. in 2013 in San Francisco. How do you mm-hmm. know that? Give me a second. And... Corner is still trying to determine the cause of death and whether she was already dead when the truck hit her. We have new information now also on the plane crash. KTVU has just learned the names of the four pilots who were on board the flight. They are Captain Sum Ting Wong, <laughs> Wee Tu Lo, Ho Li Fook, and Bang Ding Ao. The NTSB has confirmed these are the names of the pilots on board flight 214 when it crashed. We are working to determine right, exactly thank you. I don't, wow. I don't think those were the names of the pilots. No, those not. were not. But no. she was uh, too stupid to know that. Uh, they blamed that on an intern as I followed up uh, looking about this, uh, about this story. And uh, her name, Tori Campbell, mm-hmm. uh, Tori has had 28 years in the broadcasting business as a news person mm-hmm. and that pot or that uh, newscast she was on there 19 years was the number one television newscast in san francisco well that tells you what's wrong with journalism wow. it's just this oh, woman's a go. complete moron well she just had a ron burgundy moment i guess you know who yeah. put a question she did mark? uh she did quit and uh she started something called i'm not familiar with this Kid news, K I D N U Z. She can give the just, kids all the wrong news, right? Just like, just like it sounds, uh, it's a weekday a news podcast created just 
for kids. Here's John, here's John Hyde with his news. Thank you. A federal judge has dismissed a lawsuit filed by the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus challenging the firearms ban on the grounds of the Minnesota State Fair. The lawsuit filed last year argued that the ban violates the Second Amendment. The caucus requested that valid permit carriers be allowed to carry guns onto the fairgrounds and the Ramsey County Sheriff's Office be stopped from enforcing the ban. In response, the State Ag Society, which hosts the fair, said the gun ban is needed to ensure everyone's safety, and they moved to dismiss the lawsuit. The challenge came after a separate battle in state court last year where Gun Owners Caucus sought a temporary injunction to allow people with permits to carry guns at the 2021 Minnesota State Fair. Ramsey County District Court judge, uh, judge denied that motion. In the latest challenge, U.S. District Court Judge John Thunheim granted the Egg Society's motion to dismiss this lawsuit, saying the Gun Owners Caucus failed to show the Egg Society violated any constitutional rights and didn't establish how the rule banning guns on the fairgrounds was illegal. Do you guys have concerns about the fair? I do not. Rook? No. Uh, none whatsoever. Because we have had issues, mostly, though, they take place once it gets dark out. Midway, or the midway. Yeah, in the midway. But I, uh, I have the utmost faith in people. Uh, uh, a few knuckleheads screwing around, and or gang members, or wh- whoever they are, uh, are they're not going to ruin it for me. Minnesota residents who applied for the state's frontline worker pay program will learn today if they've been denied funds. According to the state, all applicants are expected to get an email today regarding their application. Either they don't need to take further action or they have been denied and are eligible to submit an appeal. A final list of eligible applicants will get an equal payment. Lawmakers initially said the checks were expected to be around 750 bucks. However, after the application process closed, the state's Labor Department reported nearly 1.2 million applications were submitted, nearly twice the 667,000 Minnesotans who were expected to be eligible. State lawmakers had approved $500 million for the bonus checks, which lawmakers said can't be more than $1,500. Dollars. Who's stunned that uh, they had double the applications than they expected? <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. not. <laughs> a follow-up to a story we've been following this week. Nurses in the Twin Cities and the Duluth Superior area have overwhelmingly voted to authorize a strike after failing to reach a contract agreement during five months of negotiations. The vote would authorize up to 15,000 members of the Minnesota Nurses Association to walk off the job after giving their employers a 10-day notice. May I share a quick email because John had a news story that um, that elicits this reaction from a listener who does not want his name mentioned. Yeah. Joe, as I began listening to the 815 show, the opening segment caught my attention. I am currently working in downtown Minneapolis, which allows me access to the Skyway. As I was walking to get lunch, I looked down and noticed three kids ages 10 to 15 vandalizing the side of a building in broad daylight. I stopped in utter disbelief. They then noticed me watching them and turned and pointed their spray paint can at me and sprayed it up towards me. We both laughed at each other. The difference in their laugh and mine was theirs was out of thinking that they were cool and mine was of of sadness. Where are these kids' parents and why are they taught that this is okay? Continue pushing back. Mm. He's exactly right. Mm -hmm. This is what's happening all over the city. Mm Mm-hmm. Speaking of downtown, the Star Tribune reporting a woman who was critically wounded in a shooting last week outside the downtown Target store is not expected to survive. That according to prosecutors who anticipate harsher charges to be filed later this week against the alleged shooter. That alleged shooter is 23-year-old Parisha Young of West St. Paul. 
Young is claiming self-defense. However, prosecutors say surveillance cameras from the intersection show it's not a viable claim. Public defender Jeffrey Isaacman said that Young has a permit to carry and she possessed a firearm because she's homeless and uses the firearm to protect herself and her four-year-old son as they bounce around and sometimes end up in unsafe places. According to the criminal complaint, officers responding to reports of gunfire saw a large crowd around a woman who was gasping for air, suffering from a wound. Surveillance video showed the victim and Young in a verbal confrontation before Young pulled the gun from her purse, stepped toward the other woman, and shot her at close range. The victim, unarmed, and at no point did she advance upon Young, according to the complaint. Young ran and dropped the gun. A third female picked up the gun, tossed it into a car. Young got in the car and fled. Young at first told police she shot the woman in self-defense, but she admitted she is quick to fight and that the woman spat in her direction, as they argued. Hmm. A local musician, death, jazz pianist Butch Thompson has died. <gasps> Shoot. I'm, how did I, I miss bet, this? Uh, in the paper yeah. today, you have to read the paper. Oh, my God. That guy was so talented, mm-hmm. and he loved my grandfather. He was only 78. Yep. Yeah, I, th- I uh, thought you probably had a connection there. I was hoping. Yeah, you did. I, I wait every once in a while. We would email each other, and he was going to write a book about my grandpa. Thompson was the original pianist on a Prairie Home Companion, an expert on stride and ragtime piano who consulted on a Broadway musical, a pops musician who played with orchestras from Cairo to Tokyo. Among other things, he also hosted a jazz program on KBEM for 25 years, a great show called Jazz Originals. Thompson released more than two dozen albums under his own name, appeared on numerous other records, including a 1996 Grammy Award-winning project by trumpeter Doc Cheatham. Thompson died from complications of Alzheimer's disease. He was 78 years old. My grandfather was part of the Butch Thompson trio, which was Butch Thompson, mm-hmm. Bill Evans on bass, and uh, my grandpa read on the drugs, on the tubs. Hold it's on, Tuesday. Is it true that you're the funniest comedian in the world? I am the funniest guy in the country. Really? Tell me, what's the secret Dime of your me. success? <laughs> Finest, oh, Red's finest hour was at the St. Paul Hotel. He was working with Jimmy Masici, and he comes out of the kitchen into the dining room and says, Jimmy, Jimmy, they caught the rat. They got him. And they were promptly <laughs> removed from the... They didn't finish off their gig. They were, they were asked to leave. Ah. And one time at the manor, my grandma fell down. Oh, no. Teresa may have had a couple beers. Well, he counted over, didn't he? Yeah, went right over and said... Seven, eight. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. He was funny. He may not have been the best father of all time, but well, what are you going to do? He was a fun grandpa. It's Tuesday. That means it's another primary day. Races to watch. Well, in Wyoming, Liz Cheney is expected to be defeated by double digits by attorney Harriet Hageman. Hageman backed by former President Trump. Uh, Cheney's race is by far the highest profile race of the day, owing to her family pedigree as the daughter of Republican vice president, a former position in GOP House leadership, and her role as vice chair of the select committee investigating January 6th, twenty. 21. Also, there have been hints lately that she may end up running for the presidency in 2024. In Alaska, Alaska voters get their first shot at using ranked voting in a statewide race in a special U.S. House election in which Sarah Palin seeks a return to elected office. A special election and regular primaries for U.S. Senate, U.S. House, Governor and Lieutenant Governor and state legislative seats in Alaska are on opposite sides of a two-sided ballot. Ranked choice voting is being used for the first time in Alaska, and uh, Palin uh, appears not really to understand it. 
Uh, she said the new voter-approved election system creates confusion and, in fact, said in a recent interview, it's a newfangled weirdo voting system we have where it's mail-in only. A special election is a traditional election. M-A-L-E? With, with uh, mail-in, yeah. <laughs> no, the special election, <laughs> I had to do that. Man. Got it. Special election actually is a traditional election with in-person voting, and voters are able to request absentee ballots. Uh, you might remember Sarah also got uh, divorced since she was uh, oh. running for the vice presidency. Her uh, Republican, fellow Republican Nick Burgett, is running against her, and Palin's former father-in-law and his wife held a fundraiser for the opponent. For oh, boy. Mm. That's wow. tough, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's tough. That's, I think that's rumor tough. had it, uh, Todd was his name. Well, no, that, that's not rumor. That's fact. Uh, she may have been intermingling with uh, Todd's business partner. I see. And uh, that uh, escalated the uh, departure. I see. Um, this this one's tough. Bo this... Hines, a Republican North Carolina congressional candidate, thinks that describing the FBI's search of Donald Trump's Florida home as something that would happen in a Banana Republic, he thinks that's offensive to the clothing retailer Banana Republic and doesn't realize what the term Banana Republic means. Oh, boy. Hines said during he an could appearance... Be, she, he could be a newscaster in San Francisco. <laughs> Hines said during an appearance on the John Fredericks radio show, using the term typically used to describe a small, politically unstable state, which is dependent on exporting natural resources, quote, I think that's an insult to Banana Republics across the country. I mean, at least the managers of Banana Republics, oh unlike God. our president now, knows where he is and why he's there and what he's doing. Uh, all of this said with an extremely straight face, although I'm I'm sure uh, Mr. Hines will probably come out and say, I was just kidding. But no, insight into Russian actions, particularly in the last couple of weeks, does the, does the proximity of the state give you? They're our next door neighbors, and you can actually see <laughs> Russia from land here in Alaska. In favor putting Georgia and Ukraine in, into NATO? Ukraine, definitely, yes. She can see Russia from her house. See well, there must be a point in Russia where you can see Alaska. Alaska. Sure. In the midst of the pandemic, the government around there. right? It's like you, know, you got. I mean, you got to squint. It's like the Calcutta Clipper. You know, yeah, it swings down, down yeah. swings up. You know, Sarah. Sarah built her home right on the point there, so that yeah. uh, she could see Russia. Keep an eye on it. So in Juno. No, uh, I don't. Is that on the other I side? I don't really care where she lived. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> in the midst of the pandemic, Please the government please. gave unemployment benefits to. The incarcerated, oh my God! The imaginary, and the dead. Yeah, it sent money to quote farms that turned out to be front yards. It paid people who were on the government's do not pay list, and my favorite, it gave loans to 342 people who said their name was NA. In other words, not available. Not available. You've got As to be kidding me. As the virus shuttered businesses and forced people out of work, the federal government sent a flood of relief money into programs aimed at helping the newly unemployed and boosting the economy. That included $3.1 trillion that former President Trump approved in 2020, followed by a $1.9 trillion package signed in 2021 by President Biden. Those dollars came with a few strings and minimal oversight. The result? One of the largest frauds in American history, billions of dollars stolen by thousands of people, including at least one amateur who boasted of his criminal activity on YouTube. Love now that. prosecutors 
Prosecutors are trying to catch up. There are currently 500 people working on pandemic fraud cases across the offices of 21 inspectors general, plus investigators from the FBI, the Secret Service, the Postal Inspection Service, and the IRS. The federal government has already charged 1,500 people with defrauding pandemic aid programs, and more than 450 people have been convicted so far. Uh, those figures, they think, though, are dwarfed by the mountain of tips and leads that investigators are still planning well, to chase down. Clearly what we need then is we need 87,000 more IRS agents to go after innocent taxpayers. You, you know, got to go country. get them. Mm-hmm. Got to go get them. It's really the only way we can rectify this situation. We got an asteroid about two and a half times the size of a dinosaur, which is kind of a weird thing to measure. It, it really is. What's your swimming pool analogy? Dinosaurs came in all different shapes and sizes. Yeah, well, this one, I could explain to you what it was, but I've already forgotten, but uh, it named it. It was a yeah. mid-sized dinosaur. Okay, that helps a middle one. Yeah. Two and a half times the size of a dinosaur will have a close flow-by with the Earth, flow-by? Fly-by with the Earth today, according to NASA's asteroid tracker. The asteroid in question has been designated 2022 PW and is currently heading in our direction. The asteroid in question will pass by on August 16th, 2022, today, as noted by the Center for Near-Earth Object Studies. What is especially noteworthy about this asteroid is the distance. According to NASA's program, the asteroid is set to pass the Earth at a distance of about 529,000 kilometers. Uh, is that close? Well, I don't know. To put, it, put it in perspective, the moon on average orbits the Earth at about 384,000 kilometers, so it's about 150,000 kilometers more, which is not much in terms of asteroids and outer space, according to NASA. No, but it's a long way from Earth. Well, yeah, it's not going to hit us, Joe. Right. Well, I like because there's the dinosaur right off 90 in South Dakota. Yep. The Sinclair. The Sinclair. Yeah. How many paper clips would it take to circle the globe? That's true. Yeah. Uh, we're talking, you know. Quite a few boxes. That's a couple. lot. Yeah. Do, they, uh, do they dress up that dinosaur in South Dakota? I know. He's plain. Just green. The, green the, paint. The, we, we have one up here uh, at a... Sinclair gas station. They put in winter. They'll put a stocking cap. That's charming. In, in yeah, different holidays. And like if the Vikings have a playoff holiday. game, they'll put a jersey on them. Things right. like that. Exactly. Yeah. Double zero. First Lady Jill What's Biden. What's your favorite test- dinosaur, Joe? Jeez. What do you like? You like that pterodactyl? <laughs> pterodactyl. A pterodactyl. First Lady Jill Biden has tested positive for COVID-19, according to her office. She tested negative on Monday during routine testing, then developed cold-like symptoms last night, according to her communications director. Uh, Biden, who's double vaccinated and twice boosted, has mild symptoms, according to her staff. Uh, This story ends, oh boy, I don't even, well, I'll just read the story. How's that? Mm -hmm. An 88-year-old woman, 88-year-old woman, killed in an apparent alligator attack in South Carolina on Monday. Oh, boy. It, it appears the victim, Nancy Becker, was gardening near a pond in Sun City Hilton Head, an adult-only community, and slipped in. According to the Beaufort County Sheriff's Office and Department of Natural Resources, responders found the gator standing by her body, guarding it, hmm. according to officials. The gator, 9-foot, 8-inch male, has been euthanized. Uh, Becker's autopsy will be concluded Tuesday, today, according well, to Well, I, I don't understand the story. Did the gator swallow the woman? Well, it, it killed her and then left her body there. Apparently. I see. Maybe and coming back later dark. for more or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, See, and I, I'm a horrible human being, I know, because I have a picture in my mind of an 88-year-old woman trying to run from an alligator. And that's 
Tough. That's the only, yeah. the only reason I use the story, and I feel yeah. really bad about that yeah. because you it sounds more. I really don't like gators. <laughs> You're anti. I am. Okay. Anti-gator. Mm-hmm. I, uh, boy, I don't know why I'm telling you this. You won't care, but uh, I follow a fellow named Stalecracker on Facebook. He's a Louisiana kid, and he, he cooks. He makes Louisiana dishes, and he talks uh, in a big Louisiana accent. Yeah. He cooks alligators. I'm sure it can be done correctly. Skins them and yeah. cooks them. Yeah. Yeah. And really? shows how to do it. Well, they yeah, serve gator on a yeah, stick. gator at the fair. Yeah. 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 And, and, prano pups. and prano pups. And prano Look up pups. Steel Cracker on Facebook. You'll be amazed. Right. John, he's thank you. Thanks, it. Mike. I don't okay. think he's going to do that, John. Say lots no, of summer riding left. Lots of summer riding left. Great, great bicycles, scooters. Youth Recreational Equipment at EcoFun Motorsports with two locations, the brand-new store in Forest Lake on 97, just west of Interstate 35, and the new location in Burnsville, right on the service road off uh, 35W, located near Pawn America. These are the greatest electric bikes in the area, and they have the greatest selection of electric bikes. They have the greatest selection of scooters, the small gas-powered scooters that turn every urban errand into an adventure. Plus, now, EcoFun, moving up in the world of recreation, is a Piaggio USA dealer carrying Vespa scooters, Moto Guzzi motorcycles, high-end Aprilia motorcycles, youth recreational equipment, service, apparel, great people, Kaylin Bloom, Tim's daughter, is a considered a uh, expert on the fit and selection of a Bintelli e-bike or any of the other 25 brands of e-bikes that are offered at EcoFun Motorsports. Great people. And again, now, two locations, and you, you, we all know that fall is the best riding season. That's it's lovely. Right. And it's coming on quickly. Uh, Burnsville on Highway 97, just west of Interstate 35, and in Burnsville on the service road, right off 35W, south of Pawn America. Look for the scooters and the bikes in the windows. And that is uh, EcoFunMotorsports.com. Evidently, Rich at Maple Grove Lock and Safe really loves the Minnesota State Fair because he's offering up an early State Fair special, 10% off all safes or save 20% on Liberty safes through August 25th. Uh, but you're going to need to stop into Maple Grove Lock and Safe and chat with Rich to nail down the right safe that's going to work for you. Uh, yeah, and you'd think that would be easy enough to do at home, but Rich has over 100 safes in stock. And no two people and no two safes are alike. Keep that in mind. Uh, it's what I've been preaching for many, many years, the Liberty Safe, the best safe you can buy in the United States. It's made right here in the United States by upstanding American citizens. Log on to maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Get familiar with the lineup and the different levels of protection from both fire and the Johnny Sneakums of the world. Uh, again, it's uh, the early state fair special, 10% off all safes or 20% off select Liberty safes through August 25th at Maple Grove Lock and Safe, 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove and on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Uh, Scott Brady writes, Joe, you have always said a person should aspire to a cylinder index higher than their age. 
Well, here is a woman with a GGCI, great grandchildren index, <laughs> higher than her age, and she's 99. Holy cow! So he linked me, and I looked it up. Her name's Marguerite Peg Kohler. Uh, she's 99-year-old Pennsylvania woman. She got to meet her 100th great-grandchild in person earlier this month. Wow. She has a great-grandchild index higher than most people's cylinder index. Wow. Isn't that amazing? It was a once-in-a-lifetime event for Marguerite Peg Keller, also known as Grandmom, to Christine Stokes uh, uh, Bolster and her husband Patrick Bolster, who was absolutely ecstatic to greet baby Kohler William Bolster after his birth on Aug 4. We went to Grandmom's, introduced her to Kohler, who was named after the family name, uh, uh, Stokes Bolster of Lafayette Hill told Good Morning America. She was absolutely ecstatic. Limited words for sure. She was just so happy and felt so blessed and lucky to be holding him. There's a picture over here. She's looking pretty sharp for 99, huh. and she's got that uh, great grandchild index uh, going for her as the rest of us struggle with our paltry cylinder indexes. And now only. You know, that'd be, it's going to make uh, saying goodbye. It's going to take a while when you get together with the family for she's, grandma. She's going to need more than 15 minutes. Right. She's going to have the long <laughs> Minnesota goodbye. Right. Only because they come to us all the way from Mum. Um, Pumalonga, South Africa, from the traveling Lymans at WorldwideWaftage.com. On this day in 1909, on this day in Today 1909. Today is August 16th, Joe. Author Marchette Chute, Chute was born in Minneapolis. She would publish several award-winning children's books, including Shakespeare of London, Geoffrey Chaucer of England, and Ben Johnson of Westminster. And on this day... In 1964, Australia defeated Chile as Minneapolis hosted the Davis Cup Tennis huh. Tournament. Hmm. I did not know we hosted wow. the Davis Cup Tennis Tournament. No kidding. And yeah. Australia defeated Chile. You hold, please? Chile. Chile. Would you hold, please? We were listening to that the other day. <laughs> the interview with the, uh, one of the Chilean Chile. miners who was rescued yeah. in that miraculous... Uh, escape that all, saved all the miners trapped in Chile back back in the day. I remember yeah, that. Very and we well. uh, interviewed one of the uh, miners through an interpreter, uh, <laughs> and it was very interesting. You know, my favorite part of that that phone call was um, when you sprung it on the interpreter that um, the guy that they had pulled from the mine um, had his wife show up. Along with his girlfriend. Along with his mistress. Yeah. Very yeah. awkward. Yeah, he said. Very <laughs> awkward. But he would ask you to hold, even though he was um, going right. back and forth right. with right. Uh, Pedro, Pedro, right? Could you hold, please? I believe it was Pedro. Could, Could you hold, please? Yeah. Thank you, GLers. Oh, my God. How did we not get fired? I don't that? know. <laughs> <laughs> GLers, if you could do us a favor and please, please, please hit the subscribe button on the old Garage Logic YouTube page where we are posting daily content for you. And you can follow us along on all of our social media channels, which is, of course, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget to sign up for that newsletter coming soon. Fill out that form at the website, which is, of course, garagelogic.com.
It is time once again to check in with Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And now is the time for you to do the same, GLers, and pick up the phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You call that number and you get Mr. Money Talk. And you're also going to get straight talk. You are never going to get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us once again. And Josh, you are claiming that people are still spending money, aren't they? Chris, I just don't understand it. The media says we're in a recession, and if we're not in recession now, we're going to be going into a very deep recession next year. Don't spend any money. Put that money aside. Save it for a rainy day. Not only save it, don't invest it. Don't invest it. Take your money and lock it away. And here I'm going to get a number of people upset. Lock it away in a fixed annuity because it's safe. It's guaranteed. Guess what? People are still spending money. We could be in an, we could be in an economic slowdown. We might even be coming out of a recession. But then again, if I were to look back and say, gee, we're in a recession, a government-mandated recession due to the government-mandated shutdown of a lot of businesses back in 2020 and into 2021. So to say that we are going back into a recession just because there is some inflation, and yes, that inflation is going to be, I'll call it endemic on certain fronts. The price of oil, while it has come down from $130 a barrel down to $89 a barrel, may drift a little bit lower, but because of the tremendous need for oil and natural gas, uh, those prices will probably stay high for a period of time. That is still part and parcel of a major driver of inflation. We've talked about that before. And right now, there is a tremendous need for natural gas in Europe, particularly liquefied natural gas that's going to be shipped overseas. A few ways to invest in that is look at some of the shippers and providers of liquefied natural gas, including Chenier Energy, LNG, and uh, New Era Energy, NF, or excuse me, New Fortress Energy, NFE, are two names to, to look at. They are quite frankly, a little bit on the pricey side. You could also look at some of the oil drillers as energy is still going to be used, and those are a little cheaper. Plus, they're going to pay some very nice dividend yields. Two biggies, of course, are Exxon and Chevron. People are spending money there. People are definitely spending money at retail, although maybe not as much, unless I'm talking about Home Depot. Home Depot reported this morning they beat, they maintained their guidance, but the stock initially went down before recovering and moving up significantly. Why did it move down? Fewer transactions. I'll say this quarter than in previous quarter. Fewer transactions, but those transactions were worth a lot more. So people were spending a lot more money at Home Depot. And I do believe that's going to uh, continue a little bit, despite numbers coming out from the housing industry that said housing is down or new home construction is down for seven months in a row. Well, that's a component that will reduce the impact of inflation. Walmart reported earnings. They beat their already diminished guidance and the market cheered. Walmart's better than bad case uh, was also a boost for Target. Home Depot's numbers were a boost for Lowe's. 
both Target and Lowe's report tomorrow. One aside from Walmart, which is a nice plus for a company that I'm looking at, Paramount. Walmart cut a deal with Paramount. Going to be very interesting as the months go by. Do keep some cash available for the inevitable pullback. Great advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. We're always going to get straight talk, and you're never going to get sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll do this again on Thursday. You got a deal. Thanks. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.